When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of radio. So oh, I'm, 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 I'm gonna place a bet. Uh, yeah, I'm place. I'm placing um. I'm placing a small little wager of uh ten bucks on uh squatch. Okay, you're okay. Ten <laughs> bucks on squatch. Any other wagers? All right. Uh, check a hundred. A hundred nope. check. <laughs> um, new dealer, everybody. Okay, so this was this was uh uh I forgot who who actually where I got the story. I mean, I know I heard it from with my buddy Al because he was listening to something and and so there was a group of natives indians and in a certain part of the country and i don't remember where it is but i'm gonna tell you exactly what took place so what would happen is they had on one side of their village and i'm just going to use left on the left side were were bigfoot they they knew the bigfoot were there and they considered them the uh guardians of the forest and they respected them but they were there on the other side they had dogmen it was on the other side of this river area to their right and well, what happened is the dogmen would come in and they'd snatch people. They'd start snatching stuff, their, their kills, uh, their, you know, the food. They would snap, snatch actual people, you know, in the, people of the tribe. Yeah. And, you know, and after a, a while, you know, they would try to appease it by giving it food and, and doing these things to, you know, like make offerings. But it, would just, it got to a point where, like, they're really pissed off. Like, we got to do something about this. So what they did was they attacked, the, 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 the natives attacked the Bigfoot, but made it look as if the dogmen did it. Oh. So what happened was the Bigfoot saw this, and they're like, nah, this ain't happening. And then they went to the dogmen, and they virtually ripped the shit out of them. Wow. So it solved their problem. (laughs) So you won the you won the bet. You know, Bigfoot's Bigfoot's one, Dogman Zero. Um it's 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 one of those things where you don't want to make it angry. You know, either one of them, but you know, Bigfoot and and I'll give you another great story about how good yes, Bigfoots can be aggressive and they're not always the nicest, kindest, gentler cryptid <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. they're not like the stay puff marshmallow man my friend. <laughs> um, but there there are and this took place up actually in vermont but i don't know what part of vermont some lady that was living up there near um north well north of vermont but near logging they were doing logging and she he had a place there and she was going with a walk with her um dog up this logging road like she's done a thousand different times before Mm-hmm. And um, when she started walking, she started getting rocks thrown at her. And she's like, "What the hell is going on?" You know, maybe it's like some rocks are coming down from the hill or whatever. But um, as she got to a point, she noticed something in the woods, and then she would see rocks landing at her feet. So she's like, "What the hell is this?" Got a little nervous. The dog started getting a little bit weird, and what the what. She didn't really pay attention to the throwing. She kind of moved away past it. She kept walking forward. And she came up against uh, a dogman that was up there. Uh-huh. And, and she flipped out. The dog shit itself. It ran. And she was there by herself. And she slowly backed away from this thing as it was growling at her. And, you know, as she get past the other point where this other creature was throwing stuff at her, it stepped out of the woods and got in between her 
and the Dogman, and it was a Bigfoot. Oh, shit. So it was trying to warn her. Yeah, it was warning her. Damn. Yeah, it was like, don't go up that road. Yeah, stop here. (laughs) Well, it's funny because as an investigator, I have another investigator. His name is uh, Chris Reinhardt. He's out of uh, Northwest Connecticut. Great guy. He does Berkshire Mountain Squatch, and you should... If you want, I'll hook you guys up. We'll we'll get the podcast. I'll hook you up with whoever you want. Um, and yeah, you get my yeah, buddy awesome. Al. If you want to hear some good stuff, experiences from the paranormal, get Al Fanarigo oh. on. You'll you, he'll, you he'll know I, I listen. I listened to an interview today while I was at work uh, that right. you guys did on Dogman Encounters um, with uh, oh. Vic Cundiff. I don't I don't know yeah. what when it was from, but you're telling that story about um, the lady that had the bait and tackle shop where she had like yeah. an upside down handprint on the window yeah. and, and i was like oh no it was out. on the roof and i was like fuck yeah i was the one that figured out i'm like you want to uh, she, she couldn't figure it out like how did it do it how did it twist it? i said it, it didn't twist his hand he was on your roof that was geez. a dogman she has dogman and bigfoot on her property and of course i'm listening to that and I, yeah. i'm up in killington at a customer's house i've been in the house all day by myself up there <laughs> and it's in the middle of nowhere out in the woods and i was like son <laughs> of a bitch i gotta leave for lunch <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to go load up my shotgun yeah. right now. I, I, I should I should have brought my lunch with me and just stayed here, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. but now exactly. I got to walk outside. <laughs> it, that was pretty so... cool. Yeah, because you also, in that story, you hear that the dogmen, this is what they do. They like to mess with people. So they'll, they started ringing their front door and a back door. Yeah. Morning. Bing, 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 bing. And it's funny. When we met her up there, and her name's Gail Beatty, and she's a fantastic researcher for Bigfoot uh, in the Hudson Valley. Um she sleeps on that porch because she does a lot of stuff down there and she falls asleep there. There's a bed there and there's a loaded shotgun, no safety on it. That's always there uh-huh. and extra rounds. Yeah. And, and so she, I mean, she's, she can handle herself, but yeah, these, these dogmen are, are, they love to mess with people. They, they, they'll, they'll peer in your window. Um, they'll, they'll try to get you to come out. They'll, they'll wiggle the, the door handle or they'll make sounds. Another this is how creepy they are talking about Chris. Chris was at a certain spot with a buddy of his and they heard what sounded like a dog yelping from the woods. So they went over and they started walking over to that spot and there was no dog where they felt it was. Then they heard it a little bit further in. So they, they went back there and they went a little bit further to, you know, they were going to help the dog. There's a hospital. I know where they were because I spent 12 years of my life in that area. Um, and at one point, his buddy stopped him. He goes, no, we got to stop. They're luring us in here. It was yeah. luring mm. them into the woods. This <sighs> is not the only thing. They made the dogmen do these things. It's easy prey. Humans are easy prey. Very yeah. easy. Gullible. Yeah. You, 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 play <laughs> yeah. on our, you play on our like, sensibilities of uh, wanting to you know, help yep. people or, or you know, hurt animals. But they got to know, then, like... With with us though, that if you if you cross a line, we're gonna make you pay for it. Well, you know they I do, mean, but if they're hungry, they don't care at that point. <laughs> you, True. You imagine one of these things cutting loose in a large populated area. That'd be. Um, there was. There actually was once a report in the 1800s where they had a dogman on Broadway, a werewolf oh, on Broadway. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It wasn't like a Broadway oh, show my either. God. Um, huh. And the police were shooting it, and and it's a very small story. If you look it up, it'll be you'll find it eventually. But it takes it's very difficult to find that one because um, it's like put in like the police X files. But you you gotta understand again, like I said, Bigfoot's an excellent mimic, and so is um, Dogman. Yeah, and I'll tell you this: that if you're in the woods or you're in a secluded area and you hear like a baby crying. Like it seemed like it needs help out of nowhere, or you hear a woman like, "Help me, help!" You know, don't don't just rush in. I mean, I know people are good good hearted people, but don't just go rushing in. Yeah, because they are known to lure people, and and also there are other other entities out there within the woods. It's not just animals, and they will lure you there too. You know, you talk about paranormal stuff. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the gin you know, and to some of the um, entities that, that just dwell in the forest because they know they can do things there. Now, you know? um, so 
Yeah, because yeah, I mean, we have yawn. <laughs> yeah, sure. I got nothing no, to do. This... I got to be honest. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank, yes. Um, happy, by the time this comes out, happy belated birthday to the Marines as well. Yes. Yeah. Hoorah. <laughs> That's today. Yeah. So, yep. so um, we actually, uh, our last episode, we actually had. Um, that was two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago. Yep. We had a girl on right. uh, named. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, uh, and Celine, and, and yep. Celine, yes, she does right. um has a, a podcast, Caravan of uh, uh Caravan of Lore, Caravan of Lore, yes. God, right. I I feel like I'm like I'm like wait a minute, brain fart. Well, yeah, memory <laughs> loss and all that. You know, shut up. <laughs> he calls me up. He says I'm like a hundred. You know, he's like, oh, you're like eighty five. Right? No, you're like fifteen in nineteen sixty three. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> up. I, I mean, you... I don't know if you have kids, but it's like you know, like who are you again? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, she was actually in Ohio, and uh, she kind of went out a little bit, a little uh, squatching. Well, right. not intentionally. <laughs> not intentionally. But um, they went she out was, ghost hunting. She, yeah, she was actually. Uh, she said that she tried something that kind of crossed into the in the other genre, the paranormal genre. Right. She did the um. I can't think of the, the what the term is. What she she did the uh, Estes method where you yeah, had like the Estes a spirit method. box and all that. Right. Yeah, she did she she did that, but right. out squatching. Well, again, they were not intentionally squatching. They were out doing like a ghost hunt, and but they she was asking learned... questions, and some one of the other people had a flashlight, and she was getting responses back of, you know, she was so she was asking yes, these questions. Yeah, and then the responses that she's getting back on the thing are bright, light hurts, stuff like that. Right. And then within like 10 minutes, they had something slap the uh, the side-by-side that was about 20 feet behind them that they had come <laughs> in on. So she's like, I don't think that... She's like, I didn't intentionally talk to Bigfoot, but I think I might have talked to a Bigfoot. Um, but she, yeah, she, she was kind of like, well, maybe that's a good... Um, you know, one of those things that maybe somebody should actually try it again. It's out, you know, Bigfoot hunting is tried the Estes method. Well, you know, we, well, we do, we, we, we come up with something called an active intelligent encounter and we use it for um, Bigfoot and we uh-huh. also use it for aliens. It's, it's kind of similar to the close encounter, the fifth kind. Uh, there's a doctor that charges a lot of money for you to do this. Uh, but something you could do on your own, so don't pay them the money. But <laughs> um, so, what an active intelligent encounter is? It's, it it starts off with the intention, and you have to you have to have the intention, and and we and you're using your your consciousness to connect to, uh, let's call it the ether into uh-huh. the universe, and say I, I'd like to have I, I mean you know harm. I'd like to have an, you know, make your presence known so we, we can, you know, have an interaction and that, you know, basically it. So that's why I'm here. Uh, I'd like you to come forward if you can. And you're using your mind to actually, you say it in your head, your mind's eye, you know, and you use that to communicate and, you know, you meditate and you focus in on making that contact. And we find that um, it works nine out of 10 times where, you'll have some kind of interaction, be it um, a tree knock, a rock knock, rocks being thrown at you. Uh-huh. Um, you'll see some things or you'll hear footfall. Um, I still, I do believe that, that if they can change their molecular structure, go interdimensional, if they can do something to that effect, which I think they can, and how they do it will be discovered when we get deeper into quantum physics. You know, we're at baby stage right now. I think quantum physics is going to be like, you know, explain everything. Like, they'll create a filter through quantum physics where you look at some of your old shots in the woods. Like, holy crap, there were three Bigfoot right behind us at the time. Yeah. And and you're going to see it at this point. So, um, but I think they can manipulate like, um, like ovulus and, and other devices that people use. Uh-huh. And they can communicate with you, but I also believe they can communicate with you telepathically, um, just like uh, uh, some other uh, cryptids and beings, where you'll hear it in your head, and 
you you you'll you'll ask a question, you'll get the answer in your head, as if you're hearing it. Yeah, yeah, but huh. yeah, that I love those. You know, we didn't intentionally go there to get a bigfoot, but you know, right? Uh, Bill was taken, and you know, we haven't seen him since. <laughs> yeah, hell, yeah. I I went I went to uh this place Wilson's Castle, and yeah. we both all both of us did, and I went there, you know. Not an intention of like, you know, possibly you know, like I possibly thought we were gonna see something. Maybe right. I don't know, but like, uh, I didn't go there with the intention of you know participating too much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I ended up participating, and you know, uh, I got like a little bit more than you know what I thought, which was rather interesting. You know, when you get when you hear stuff that you're, when you're doing the Estes method. Right. And we, and it's the funny thing is, is I don't, I don't know what the right way for that to do to perform that is right versus the wrong way. But like, I mean, the first time we were there, we did it with, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Kano. Yeah. Brian oh, you Kano. Were Brian? Yeah. Yep. yep. He's a good guy. And we did. Yeah. Oh, it's super fun. Yeah. We did yeah. his method. And which, you know, we looked at, I was actually looking at a piece of paper and just writing things down in the list and right. just shining a light, you know, and I had to write, you know, or keep writing and then, you know, sh- whatever it was. Well, yeah. uh, and then the next time around I was blindfolded. Right. And I, and I found like, it was almost like I being blindfolded kind of like shut me off from like being able to even like like comprehend uh like the whole like you know radio and everything else that was right. cycling through yeah you know um a lot of people ever since watching hellier um yeah. have, been, have been playing with these things and and uh you know I, i'm going to say it for you know although the newkirks think they discovered this this has been done long before they were doing it uh they'll take credit for everything though um, <laughs> but, but, you know, Hey, every, you know, I, I love the series. I love the show, but you know, there, you're not the, you know, you're not the only people doing it. Um, there yeah. were people well before you doing this and, you know, hell, uh, if you go to most universities like UMass, they do crap like this on a daily basis. They've been doing it since, you know, the fifties, you know? Um, but I like that method and I like when you, it's, it's, it's an interesting concept because when you when you shut off one of your senses, your body has to react to that. So you'll you'll your smell will 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 be there, your taste will be there, your hearing should be there. Um, it's a little bit freaky because if you get if you get a good session going and you're getting responses from things or whatever they are, and you you may start feeling touches and it could bug you out and really mess with your mind <laughs> um yeah. so you know you just I, I i tell everybody and i don't care you know where it is even on your own property um i don't know how religious you guys are um i'm not you know promoting for any team at this point <laughs> you know <laughs> i believe in god and i'm a very spiritual even though i'm also an ordained minister and but i believe in god i have a relationship with with god what i call god um, but you have to understand when you go to these events and when you're going to do these things, even with like the ghost hunting, I highly recommend that you it, it, it say a couple of prayers before you leave and you bless yourself and you kind of, um, cover each person in, in, in a ball of protection of, of white and golden light of God. And I do recommend, uh, burning some sage around you and each person when before you go out and then when you get back in before you Uh leave because there are things in the woods that do exist and even though you don't see them or you've never heard of them before there are there are beings there are entities there are elementals and some of them are really nasty bastards now would that would that be getting kind of in the into the territory of like the fey yep okay and and you also have to understand that before um before 
man was was brought to this this planet if you get to the creation method you know by god um and because i don't know where people are anymore on um on a spiritual level you know (laughs) that's a good question because there's a (laughs) it's it seems like uh in general that's that's you know no matter what team you play for it seems like that's kind of fallen off pretty yeah i mean you know recently yeah organized religion has fallen off but it doesn't mean that god has but um I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read you a prayer that we do say, and and I'm going to, there's a point to it. Holy Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and, this is big, all the other evil spirits who prowl through the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen and amen. I have heard that before, actually. It's not just Satan in there. There are other things in this world that were here long before God said, I'm going to make man. Yeah. The, the jinn, which are, as common term would be genies, um, and the Arabs, uh, the Muslims know about the jinn. They are beings. They ruled this, you know, they, they felt that they ruled the earth for years until God said, move over. I'm putting these people here. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's the jinn. There are other evil spirits. I mean, ancient spirits here. There's Keith Richards. There's so <laughs> many other people that have been here long before man has been here. And, and Keith um, Richards <laughs> shall remain. Yes, Keith is great. I saw a great meme of uh, Adam and Eve, and God's up there, and they said, "God, who's this?" And he's like, "Oh, that's Keith. He's been here before I was here. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around forever." Yeah. So. So that's all point. There's other things that are here, and it's not necessarily, you know, a demon or a devil. It could be something else, and we don't know what it is. It could be uh, ultra terrestrial. It could be extraterrestrial. It, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff that takes place. You know that, and I'm I'm a I'm a big like H.P. Lovecraft fan, and that kind of oh my god, great. You, stuff. you get into that where you're like, yeah, there's been shit here forever since before anything else. Like yep. maybe he was onto something, you know. Well, maybe he I, wasn't just a yeah, <laughs> just a crazy that. person, but maybe he wasn't just a crazy guy drinking a lot of bathtubs. Yeah, with um, a very, very, very poorly named cat. Yes, well, yeah. Lovecraft is, you know, <laughs> but that's the whole point. I think, you know, um, I was talking. Someone else was talking about something. One of my buddies had a show I was listening to, and they were talking about um, how a lot of people, uh, people that worked on certain series, said that they were they were given this message to share with people in movies and television by third parties like aliens or whatever. Yeah. Even Gene Roddenberry said that he felt that um, he wasn't really writing this as much as it was told to him. And he was told to write it down for, t- um, for star Trek. There so, was another one. Uh, the, the, oh, geez. I can't remember him. Uh, the guy that wrote Conan. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Had a vision where Conan came to him in his sleep and said, "If you don't tell my stories, I'm going to come back and kill you." And then I'm he going to kill you now. Uh, oh, <laughs> get to the chopper! You are one ugly son of a bitch. Exactly. And actually, that speaking of, <laughs> you guys brought up a good point there with the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Yes. Have you have you seen anything about these uh, people? Call them Shimmer Men. Uh, I tell you, I, again, I was listening to your show. It's a great show. I, 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 I got to go back to listen to the other like thirty minutes. Um, it's funny. My apartment where I where I am is like ghost or a spirit Grand Central Station. Yeah, and well, it's it's yeah, it is nice. I I, I, I you know I guess so. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's it's weird because when you have little kids, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say that children see things. You know uh-huh. that are there that you're not seeing, because their their brain and their is, is still work. It's functioning on two 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 hemispheres, so they're they're tapped into these things. They're like little light light bulbs for for the paranormal. And if you have females, they're even worse. They're really in tune to it, so they see some stuff. Uh-huh. But I see it too. I see it all the time. And um, I had I was sitting, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm I'm watching something on TV. All the lights are off. And I, I catch out of the corner of my eye. 
that there's um it looked like the cloak and predator like we were talking about and i see something there and it's standing there and it's moving and it's ducking down behind this like like we had like a suitcase there and i stop and i go i see you just go ahead and walk through i know what you're doing go it gets up and it starts walking through because i can see it holy shit (laughs) you just you can't see you, you catch these things and um what's really great though is when my wife catches it because She's a non-believer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and she catches it, you know. Um one one of the times we were, my wife, we had a we had a fixer ceiling because we live in an apartment building and they were doing something and water leaked in. So we moved our dining room table over and my my wife to a, an area where it's like a corner. So she's you know, my wife's facing the wall and the you know, where the corner is, my daughter's facing another end. And they're doing work there. My my youngest looks up and looks into the corner. And there's no way you can get there. You can't go around there. It's all in that one corner. And my wife saw it. And she goes, what'd you see? And she goes, did you, did you see that man there? And she goes, yes, I did. And they saw a man there. So I have certain, I do remote viewing. And I have certain little gifts and abilities that I, I can do myself personally. But when you're too close to a situation, you kind of like you, you're blocked. It's, it's, it's really weird. So I called the psychic for our group, uh, Bronxville paranormal who's in, uh, Arkansas, mind you. Sorry. Oh, so, so the psychic for our group is in Arkansas. She's uh-huh. fantastic. Um, and we'll, we'll call her up from here. So, uh, that's my go-to. I never ask her for anything, but if it's something I can't get to, I'll go to people that I know are good at what they do. So I called Cindy. I said, Cindy, this is what happened. She goes, you got to tell him to leave. I said, is it bad? Is it evil? Like, am I, am I getting the sage and the, you know, the, the Holy cross out or whatever? She goes, no, no, no. He's missing half his face. What the so, hell? <laughs> so uh, I'll explain this and I'll tell you why. So basically what happens is <sighs> picture when you die, when you, when you go and you're either murdered or killed or, or you're just, you're dead. Normally, what's supposed to happen is you transition to heaven. You, if you're, it depends on what you've done in your life, mind you. Right. Um, you'll transition to a spot where, like, okay, welcome to heaven. Okay, you've got to go room one on one, and you're going to be learning about something. Or you'll there's different levels of heaven, in, 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 but it, it it deals with a light. So when you're dead, believe it or not, you may realize that you're de- you, you may not realize you're dead. So you may be in this area the ether between earth and heaven and a lot of times it's a dark place they're pitch black right so with these little kids that have are in tune with this stuff and can see these things and you know like the Haley uh, joe osborne i i see dead people yeah yep. okay <laughs> but as soon as he said that i like i knew exactly what the hell was going on in the movie you know um so um so what happens is some people freak out and they get to a point where they don't know where they are. And they, if there's a picture being in a pitch black room, right? And then out of nowhere, if you see a little light, that, that, a, a ping of light come in, in a pitch black room. It's kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to that. And you start going to that. Well, what they're doing is they're going to that light, which is actually someone who can connect to that area, which are usually little kids. Yeah. Purgatory. No, 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 it's not purgatory. It's kind of like, <laughs> uh, I, I can't explain it. It's like, we call it the goblin universe. It's that ether. It's, it's just a, 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 an area. And some people just, instead of going into the light, walking into the light, they, they get off and they, they go, you know, they don't know what's going on. Why am I following these people? Where the hell am I? They're so confused and they get lost in that. Uh. So okay. purgatory is a totally different ball game. <laughs> okay. See, um, you may be living it right now. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so what, when you say like with the kids, like, um, you ever heard of, uh, um, like this, like, the, like the, I think it's like the four stages of death. Um, briefly. So like, so, all right. When you, when you're dying. Okay. Right. Um, most people, don't matter what their belief system or whatever, 
is it's kind of weird for me to talk about this. I just had a an uncle that just passed away. Um, Sorry about that. Thank you. My condolences to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he uh, and what happens is I, I actually had to take a I took a class on this, which is really weird. And so happened that during the class, I actually had an aunt that passed away. Um, <laughs> and what happens is, so you start off when you know you're going to ultimately die. Um, you have the denial stage where you deny that I'm not going. No, no, it's not going to happen. Not, not to me, not to me, not to me. Right. Well, then you come to acceptance. Well, and then you accept it. Okay. And then there's like this other stage where you talk about kids, you know, seeing things. Well, you come to that stage where you start to see into that ether. And my uncle actually started to see into that ether because my aunt was telling me this, right. that, that she, he was actually like pointing, like, you know, do you see, you know, and he's, she's like, no, I don't, yep. you know, and, but he's doing this with his eyes shut. Yeah. And, you know, and he's kind of like, his like third brain, you know, third eye is seeing something there. Um, and, you know, I mean, me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only 41 and I'm still, I'm, I'm not at that stage. I'm still that, you know, uh, I'm petrified of death. I'm, you know, absolutely well, yeah. petrified of it. You know, it, it's that finality that, or something that I don't, I can't wrap around. Well, have you ever heard from people that have had near death experiences where they yeah. died? Yeah. My, um, actually my dad. Well, did, uh, after I don't know if it was when you were aware or older or before you were you know you were or born or not, but a lot of people that have a near death experience um, are really upset when they come back to Earth in the human form because it was it was a very peaceful, loving place. It, um, they describe this wonderful place where you don't have any worries. You just, it's, it's just a pure love type of feeling. Yeah. Like, like everything's great. And then you come back and you're like, uh, you know, clear and you're in pain. And you, a lot of people get depressed after that. Um, what, what, you know, what in the, in the stages, um, and I'm not an expert on death. I'll tell you that right there. But um, from, from what I've read and, and from people that I've talked to, what usually happens is, when you're when you're about to die they they don't want you to die alone type of thing so they'll send family members with you to greet you that's why you'll hear like oh there's there's my grand you know grandma sadie and you're like grandma sadie's been dead for you know 25 years you know they'll send somebody to greet you and they transition you into the light they take you up there to where you have to be yeah that's why some people don't get that so they get stuck. It's a traumatic thing. It wasn't maybe supposed to happen. And they get stuck in that ether. Um, and they don't know what the hell's going on. It, you know, but um, other people, it's, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of stages to it. And it's just, I don't know if it's a denial thing as much as, uh, you know, it, I guess it depends on the situation where someone is, is, is terminating, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I feel terrible for those people in in nine eleven. You know, it's funny um, in a really weird macabre way that when people have the choice, like when well, the building's on fire, people rather go out the window than be burnt by the fire. Yeah, and there were certain people, and you've seen this in some of the videos, and they figured, oh, I'll just use my my coat will be like a parachute. Well. I don't, you know, we know the result of that. Yeah. Uh, but the, the it's either that or burned to death. And people don't, you know, that's, that's a horrible, painful way of going type of thing. Um, yeah. So it, it depends on the trauma involved in the passing. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a very weird subject. There's, I mean, it's really interesting, too, to hear the stories. Some people have gone there and they've, they're told certain things 
and they're told you're going back it's not your time and you're going to tell the world about this and there are a few people that have really like sob type of people like real people like like oh he was a piece of crap growing up you know he's always stealing stuff they've had a near-death experience and they've totally changed their life around because it, it it they were shown things and they were given an option and they were yeah. sent back it's it's very it's very bizarre it's basically a, being told you know hey you're getting a second chance don't screw it up this time yeah you know i mean and that's what i said before there's there's different you know how they have dante you know has different levels yep. of hell well there's His... different levels of heaven yeah so huh. so it's funny um we've had some interactions where people even some really bad people can get to heaven and what happens is they get on the lower level and they're told why they're in the lower level and they're you know i, I mean i've not died just yet that i'm aware of and they're shown <laughs> you know this is from this people coming back they said this is where you are you have choices to make you know you can turn it around Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now and once you you know do what you have to do in those levels then you graduate to the next level and it just gets better and better it's not it's not like um you know, like hell and purgatory. I mean, there. I believe that there is a the hell, and I believe it sucks. Um, and you know, you don't want to be there. And there are certain people that go there. You yeah, know, I mean, if, if you have one, you have to have the other. That's the way I've always kind of looked at, at it. You know, as above, so below, right? Exactly. I, I, I don't know, and I have that like mentality of, well, I don't really know, right? But when it. Uh, but but then the other part of me says, everybody always says, you know, heaven, you know, heaven, hell, all that stuff. Right. I always, I, I think, what if you got that actually turned out to be false, and it's just one place, and it's well, just, it's there, there, it's just, you know, your, you know, it, it's just whatever happens, you know, you were meant to do this, and that's right. it, you know. Uh, I, you know, until, until someone has, has gone there and come back or whatever, if that's possible. And to, to say it, there, there are people that have had a heavenly experience in a near, in a near death experience. I don't even know why they call it near death. You died. Right. It's a, it's a death. It's not near death. It's like you're yeah. dead. It's a I death mean, it, experience. It, it, you know? pretty much every day is a near death experience at some oh you know point or another. But it's like you're right. It's like you you died. Like that's not near right. death. That's past it. Right. Yeah. And and you've had people that have gone to like a heavenly thing, and then you had people that have also said, "I've been to hell," and totally changed their their life around as well from that. Then there's some people that don't care. They you know, it's it's very interesting. Um, there are. There are individuals that play around with things, uh, occultism and whatever, you know, devil worship, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Be it they're bored with their lives or they're easy to manipulate or, or what, whatever their goal is, like, I'm going to be powerful, whatever. You don't understand. You're, you're being used as a tool. And a lot of these people find out the hard way that it wasn't worth it. That's and why then, we don't mess with Ouija boards on the show. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I highly recommend you do not play with Ouija boards. No, I, I don't even like looking at them. Like, um, mm, nope, good. <laughs> you know, I was, I, 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 we had a Ouija board at, at one point because it was Milton Bradley's Ouija board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and people, the problem with it, there's multiple problems with it. You, you never know who you're really talking to. I think or what just, you're talking to. Yeah, I think they're portals to negativity and, and evil. Um, and 
most of the time people don't know how to close them no um and and that's a huge thing if you don't know what you're doing it's like it just just give the three-year-old the, the nine millimeter yep that's yeah, it yeah yeah it's from milton bradley yeah It'll be fine. Um, It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it it's, like, it's not like a good idea. 1970s lawn darts are totally safe. Just go and chuck them at yeah, your brother. It's fine. That's that's fine. <laughs> Stand right there. Um, you know, we 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 went to we went to Salem after we did our uh, our little series that we did there, and one of the shops that we went into, um, in the back of it, they have a spirit board museum, and they're like, "Oh, it's free if you come in." And I'm like, "I don't think so." It's like I'll I'll come in. I'm gonna buy a drink. I'm gonna buy like we you know. I bought my wife a hat, and I'm like, and I'm good because yep. there's yep. people in there like touching them and shit. And I'm like, no, you you people are insane. No, we yeah we 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 uh, Ron and I have like we do we design communication boards for different events like to communicate with aliens and and whatever. Um, huh. I've designed them. I I'm not. I don't play with them. No, I I, I won't. I I just I can't. It's it it's too risky. I mean, yeah. I gotta be honest, fellas. Life is tough enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> to, to to allow demons to come in. Yeah, I'm good. Nah, don't that's, don't that's play with well that above anymore. my pay grade here for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, same situation we did a couple of years ago. There's um, Ocean State and uh, Paranormal, and we there they were raising money for battered women in Rhode Island. So we went to visit, and there's one guy there. I was walking around interviewing people, and I had a brand new like. Um, not a GoPro, but like a faux pro, you know, like a yep. you know, fake one. Mm-hmm. It was 4K, it was great, I had it on my stick. And we went into all these different tents and you know, we went into this one, one tent and we're like, hey, so what is all this stuff? And he has like a letter from serial killers and actual um like like artifacts like uh from uh Richard Ramirez. He has a letter written Ooh. in blood. And he has he goes, Well, everything in there is haunted. I'm like, oh, that's great. And I came out and my camera was dead. It broke brand spanking new i'm like Damn. well next time ask before bringing it in there <laughs> yeah you know um this these things happen there there are cursed objects um that are are you know i don't play with them and and ouija boards nah i'm good yeah no i ain't messing with that yeah, it's yeah. like uh uh was it uh robert the doll where you're supposed to ask permission before you take pictures of it um there was a guy that di- that didn't, and then he like wrecked his motorcycle on the way home and stuff like that. Oh, God. Like, yeah, no, no, let's not play around yes. with stuff. Just it's you know, I guess that was all designed for what's his name, Zach T. Baggins or whatever uh, <laughs> to, uh, to put in his museum. You know, yeah. I mean, this guy has a, a debuka box, and it's just um, he took what was it? Post Malone went in, in the museum. And he he touched the box. Would you not supposed to? These are these are really bad mojos, bad you know, uh, Hebrew Jewish you know, uh, yeah mojo, and you're cursed from it, you, you know. And they didn't believe it. And post, he may have I, been cursed before he touched it, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, you know, that that could have been the case as well. Uh, but but in general, after that, like the next couple of weeks, whatever. Um, he his car got in an accident he was on a plane they had to make an emergency uh, landing i mean there's a lot of crazy stuff people push the buttons the wrong way you know yeah this it's it's look i i'm i I don't like doing the ghost stuff anymore as much it's i'm more into cryptids i still do it we still do it you know we have a couple of cases we still do it but i think it's a little bit boring like turn on the light oh god Stop making them turn the light on already. Yeah. Give me a break. You know, I, I stop stop bringing cat toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one for yes, three for no. That yeah. that was that was the big one. Like the the second time we went to oh, the first time we went to the did the thing at Wilson Castle with uh with Brian, he kind of like in you know, not not exact terms was kind of like, and the next time I go on an investigation and somebody brings out a box of cat balls and puts them on the floor i'm gonna throw up and what happened at the second one they brought out light up fucking cat balls yeah. and set them on the floor and i'm like yeah because this place was only built in like 1813 so it yeah. might not be super level so when they start rolling across the floor they're like oh exactly. they're moving i'm like yeah because the fucking house is like yeah <laughs> completely I, uneven i, I, I can I do did. that in my house you know oh well, i can do it in my apartment right now oh my I god mean, make the, the battery is, move yeah 
the thing and the thing was is like with us so the first room we started in there right was the was the best like we had experience we we went to these other rooms and we did all this other stuff like like, oh do this do this and nothing happens but we were in one room we had a an iphone with a a thing i can't one of those uh like apps some going. ghost box app yeah ghost box yeah. app going okay and we were asking questions just asking questions you know that's it right i mean in we were getting conversation back you know we were getting answers but we weren't asking like hey can you light up the damn box can the, you like can you do yeah. this can you do that i mean hell kevin i think here like even thought like maybe okay I'm gonna try to trick I'm gonna see if this is real type right. of thing I don't I I'm just guessing at this you know and he can either comment on this after yeah. <laughs> and say you know it, either I'm right or wrong but he asked the question of how many Kevins are in the room and it respond or how many Kevins are here and it responds back with three. And I look over at him, and I see this Cheshire cat yeah. look on his face. And as I to say, ha ha, you dumb son of a bitch. This is wrong. There's actually only two. I said, no, there's only two of us here. And then it said three again. Right. So as we're as we're crossing into the next room, the other group that's headed into the room that we're in, we're kind of like mingling and talking. Right. And there, I shit you not, there's another Kevin there. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Yep. Like, okay. Yeah, you, get, <laughs> you you get those responses. I mean, I've been through plenty of these things, and um, I I like to ask better questions. Like if I ever if I ever have a psychic on my show or whatever, um, I ask every psychic I've ever met. And sometimes when we do ghost box sections, two things. I always ask them, like you know, what are the Powerball numbers? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, like that's that's what I usually like ask non-normal questions uh because i will i'll throw comedy into anything um and i also ask chinese or pizza just take a pick you know should we have chinese or pizza for dinner tonight and and you get answers back and you'll get i we've i've had a, a, a ghost box session where i asked that you know joking around and i got a chuckle and you know where you are there's no wrong answer to that you know. No, it, it well, I don't do Chinese food anyhow. I was gonna say you've got you've got like the, the, the superior style of pizza and then well, you've got a bunch of Chinese food. It's it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know how far you guys are away from New Haven, Connecticut, but it's worth the road trip to where where, where ways. Yeah, it, a few hours. Uh, yeah, like three hours, maybe. It's, I mean, it's, it's better than a, that Chicago style shit. I don't know. I'll meet you there right now. That's lasagna. If you take three yeah. hours, I'll take about two and a half to get there. We'll have pizza and we'll be fine. Uh, um, but you know, <laughs> I like to ask on you know a, a little bit unusual questions for um because everybody asks the same thing. Are you dead? <laughs> no dipshit. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like I, I'll tell you, I, I took I, I, I took a a psychology cl- uh, class uh, at school in, uh, up in UMass, and there's always this one person that's like, so what you're saying is my mom throwing out that doll, my doll was a metaphor for my life. No, she's not saying that at all. She's talking about something totally different. You know, yeah. everybody reads into things, and they shouldn't. You know, it's, it's I, lo- I like ghost hunting, Um it's really weird because we're not shooting at anybody and they call it hunting. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I just uh, don't get it. I'm, you know, we had, we had a guy that was like, I had asked, like, was it one of the questions I asked was, um, just curious, is it night or is it day? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, and I got back day. That's, so a, I was that's like, a fantastic question. Yeah. I mean, and then the other guy goes, this other guy that was uh, sitting next to Kevin's wife goes, what color shirt am I wearing? And it came back blue, blue. <laughs> and we we're like, are you, fuck- are you really wearing a blue shirt? Every- sh- All of the flashlights came up at the same time. It's like, yeah, yeah that shirt's blue. It's, yeah. It's blue. Cause I mean, you would know if it's daylight, you know, what color shirt you yeah. have. And I, right. I, I asked questions there that I, I knew a little bit of the answer to like, uh, so this place back 
it uh like back when i was a kid like back in the early night like early to mid 90s they used to have uh, peacocks there uh-huh. and uh i would i both times we went i'm like so do you remember the peacocks that used to be on the grounds and i got yes both times yeah because if you know and then I, I asked again was there peacocks here or were there not and you got back was i was like see yeah you can't fool yeah. me just, you, you I, can't tell me no, there wasn't what I know there was because I know there was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 just interesting. I always think of like like you know, um, it's it's great to connect to, to to individuals. You know, when you can and you're helping people to connect with spirits and and vice versa. Um, it gets really. I, I'll walk out of a, a ghost uh, investigation 100 percent if a little girl shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm not kidding, because yeah. it ain't a little girl. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, unless we're talking to like uh, we know that that someone that was lost was a, was a child. I'm out. That's that's an invitation for some serious poltergeist demon crap. No, we ain't playing with that. Yeah, no, no I, don't, I don't. And I, you know, it's funny with 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 the group I'm with. With when my buddy Al started it, I told him I said, look. If I get to a location and I'm not going in, I'm telling you, you shouldn't go in too. If I start feeling that. And demons and demonic is well above my pay grade. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We don't handle that. I don't <laughs> handle that. You know, you want to go in that tough guy? Go ahead. But I got, you know. You're I, getting like a cab I, home. You're not riding with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually, um, I, I, I have, uh, you ever hear of Steve Stockton? He's, um. He has a, a couple of good shows. He's a great, he writes a lot of the paranormal stuff out. The great guy. And I told about an investigation. It was, a, it's actually, we went to a, a cemetery called Letchworth Village Cemetery. Um, uh-huh. And Letchworth Village is in Thales, New York. It's a 28,000 square, uh, 28,000 acre facility. Um, like, I'm going to say mental hospital, but it was really where, like bastard children were left or, uh, or, or uh, you know, okay. mentally challenged or, you know, problems. Yep. And um, they tested the polio vaccine there. And yep. The way I they, swear I've heard. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, know of it. Yep. Yeah. And, and they got a, a, a successful candidate for the polio vaccine um, if they didn't die. And let me tell you, a lot of individuals died oh, and they tested on children. So, the Letchworth Village Cemetery, which was miles away, well, because it's twenty eight thousand acres. Yeah, um, we found it, and um, there's a ton. There's like hundreds of people buried there. A lot of it's all unmarked, unnamed, and they and people have actually done some research. They put up a plaque for it, and you have uh, individuals that were a month old all the way up to like ninety. Oh my wow. god, that are that are there. So. When you said you're not getting in my car, so we're doing this investigation, and, and Al was really into dogmen at the time. But we heard some really weird dogs. It's, it was, um, it's, it's a really, it's off a, a back end road. There's very few houses back there, and when we when we walked into it, we parked in this one area. We walked into it. As soon as we walked in, you walk down like a quarter mile. And then you, it opens up, and you see the cemetery that's there. There's a big uh, plaque that, that someone put up with, like, you know, this is to commemorate the people that passed away and were buried here. And has some names. It's missing names. But the stone is about four and a half feet tall and probably about five feet wide. So I said, let's put our stuff behind the stone so at least our backs are protected so nothing can creep up on us type of thing. And we can see things on both angles. We'll sit there, and that's where we put it. And we go through this investigation. We're having some really great. Um, we did some EVP sessions with it, and at one point, um, we he kept hearing this dog barking. You know, like that's that, that's a really weird dog, you know, type of thing. And we did find a path uh, off that off the area where the uh, the cemetery is. Um, and when we went down the path. We we found one of those dogman type of trees. It was yeah, a huge yep. tree up, looked like a giant, really messed up umbrella, and we knew what it was. Like that's dogman, and Al kind of felt like we were being drawn to a certain area, like we were being, you know, like lured there. 
So we broke away from that. We went, we got something to eat. We, we left the, the cemetery that, that during, during the day, went to get something to eat at the diner, and we were going to do a night investigation there too. And we're doing this night investigation. We're just sitting there. But prior to us leaving, these kids came bolting in on like a four by four. And they were talking to somebody. I don't know. We don't know where they are. So I said, we should make our presence known. We made our presence known. They're like, what are you doing here? Uh, well, we're paranormal investigators and we're here to, because they're paranormal investigators. And, you know, he's speaking into his walkie-talkie. And uh, so they, like, as soon as they heard that, they got out. As fast as they came in, the fast. I mean, I've never seen people leave so quick. So I said, that was odd, curious. And we went out with our investigation for a little bit before leaving. We went to a diner locally, got something to eat, and we went back for the night. And they saw us coming in at night. But this time when we parked, we parked a little bit further up on the road underneath this little light that was there. It looked like it was a pathway for a nature trail. So we figured we'll park there. So if someone sees it, no one's going to ticket it or whatever. We're New Yorkers. Everybody gets a ticket for something, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So and we go in there. And as we go in there, these guys came back in. And I said, you know, uh, we should stop them and ask them about, you know, the area if they heard anything strange here, Bigfoot, you know, whatever. And we stopped them. And they said, you still here? Like, yeah, we're still here. And, and they radioed back in. They're still here. Say, hey, can we ask you some questions about the area? Like any weird stuff? No. And they took off. So we continue That's our investigation. Oh, it was very weird. And so we, we decided to continue the investigation by sitting there and letting just, you know, this resting for a few minutes. And as we're resting, it, it was a full moon again. They <laughs> 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 like to go in places in full moon. Um, this white mist starts rolling into the cemetery, a classic horror film type of mist. And we're <laughs> yes. like, and we both said like, dude, that is so like, not cool. And then the they come in. You're oh, just yeah. waiting for a hand to come up through the ground, you know? We, yeah, something like that. And, <laughs> and, and then Thriller it, starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's dancing, all the bodies. Yeah. Um, and we're there for, you know, like we're there for about another hour before we like, He's acting a little weird, and you know I noticed it. He goes, "No, no, I'm fine." I'm like, "No, dude, something's wrong. You're weird." We, I, I think it's time to go. We're getting colder, and we said, "Okay, we'll we'll pack it up." And besides, I had to go to the bathroom. I had to pee like a racehorse. You know, it was yeah. cold. We're out there. There's no bathroom. I'm not going to pee in a cemetery. It's, it's so disrespectful. Yeah, no, you go across the road for that. Yeah, yeah. So we we walk out the corridor away. We have a little headlamps, and we're walking up towards his car. And he has a he had a Jeep at that point, like Jeep Liberty. And as we're walking closer to the car, now I'm on the passenger side, and I remember getting out. I'm on the roadway. It's a three foot grade to go down to where that path was, that nature trail. And there's this big dog looking thing sitting there. So I'm like, wow, that's weird. Is that a deer? I don't know. So we start walking towards it, and. He's putting stuff in the back of the, the car, and I go closer to it. I'm no more than 20 feet from this thing. And it's sitting there, and it's big. It just sits there. And you can see the ears, the pointy ears, and there's a snout, and it's a little bit in the shadow. So you kind of can't make out too much detail. And I'm peeing in front of it. I start peeing in front of it. And being a dog guy, and I know about dogs, when you pee in front of a dog, you're being the alpha. Yeah. So you're an alpha at that point. You're telling that dog, when a dog pees in front of another dog, it says, I'm the boss, you're my bitch. Yeah. That's what an alpha does. That's yep. exactly. So I'm peeing there. And this dog, this thing is sitting there and it does not moving. Now, mind you, I have three machetes on me at the time. So I take I take my pack off while I'm peeing and throw it in the car. And he's like, Bri, you got we gotta go, Bri. I'm not liking this now. You gotta go. And I'm like, no, no, we're fine. He goes, hurry up. You can do this later. I'm like, no, no, dude, I got to pee. So I'm peeing like, like Austin <laughs> I can't Powers do this later. type of pee. You know, it's like, I can't do this later. And he's like, get in the car, bro. I get in the car. And I'm like, no, no, we're fine. And all of a sudden, this thing, it's really weird. It goes down. It just lowers itself down to the ground and disappears. And what at that moment, hell? right, at that moment, he's like, get in the car. I'm leaving. I'm like, you're not leaving. He goes, yeah, I'm going to leave. And I'm like, the, the goose pimples come up on my arm. And that is a huge sign for me. When I get the goose pimples, I know shit's getting real. Okay? Oh, boy. 
So I'm like, you know, it's time to leave. Zip up. I hop in the car. We take off. Basically, what we were, what I was peeing in front of was a dog man. And it was just sitting there. And it, what really blew my mind is that it did not move. It stood there like a statue. It sat there. Now, I'm six foot one. I'm on a three foot grade. That makes me nine feet, one inches tall from where I'm standing right there. Yep. This thing's snout came up to where my nose would be. Holy shit. Sitting down. That's that's big. It it was really, really big. Steve gets a kick out of the story all the time. And looking back on it, wasn't one of my shining moments, (laughs) you know, for this whole thing. But the reality of it is once it disappeared, I think it was going to creep up around us and like, oh, oh, you you think you're the boss? Let's see how good you are <laughs> at that moment. And I knew it. it every, I I mean, like goose pimples, like solid, like 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 I was like bubbles all down my arm. And I knew like we had to get the hell out of there. So I always I always say that that the dog man probably went back to the dog man pack. There was this fat guy. And he started peeing in front of me. <laughs> thought, oh, you're the boss? I'm going to show you who the, you know. I always thought it would be like a nice conversation with him. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Talk about Good thing you didn't car. pee on me, because if he had. <laughs> I, I, it, it's just, I mean, Steve's like, I've gotten so much mileage out of this story. I'm like, go ahead, take it. It's yours. You do whatever you want with it. Yes, I peed in front of a dog, man, and I lived to tell him. Huh? You know, I just think it was shocked, actually, that I was, you know, you're talking about something that's such a massive creature that normally people are scared shitless out of. But at the moment, it was like, it looked like a kind of like a Marmaduke. I didn't see the full figures. Because frankly, if I saw it real, really in full light and we knew it was a dogman, we wouldn't be going back to the car. No. It's a fact. Or we would have went in through his, you know, the other side and gotten out of there somehow. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, it was a dogman. I mean, classic, Dude, classic yeah. dogman at the time. And we're like, this is, and we're like, do you think it's a dogman? I'm like, I don't know, dude. He's gonna get in the car. He's screaming at <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,